0: All right, it's August, and it's 105 out, okay? So (laughs) that means one thing and one thing only. It's high school football season here in Kansas City. It is back. We are back here in Snap Tackle Pod. Mick Schaefer of KSHB 41, Dion Clisso of PrepsKC.com. What's up, Dion? How are you?
1: Well, not much. You know, I tried to get you to keep going in the offseason. I think we did a draft one, didn't we? We're back before the draft.
0: One in the offseason. One in the offseason. All the Kansas City kids who were potentially going in the 2023 NFL draft, but I I, I need a break. You should have got <laughs> get, get a, a body double for me, right? There's a, I surely have a doppelganger out there. You can get somebody who looks like me and can just ask you questions, right? Well, we'll see.
1: Uh, My brother, look- he
0: looks a lot like me. He hey, your brother does look a lot like you. <laughs> He could ask you the same stupid questions that I do, uh, and it would say, "And it's Zoom.
1: It's not like I, you know I can Zoom with anybody anywhere." You know anytime. what?
0: It's it's like the football season. I can feel I, you need an off season yeah. to appreciate the reg- the the regular season. Nobody anticipates anything more in America. I don't think that than the start of football season, whether it's the NFL, college, or high school. And I feel like the uh, you know the the absence right from it has made our all of our hearts grow fonder. So that's my excuse. For not doing this podcast every single week. Maybe, <laughs> maybe you can get me going um after this off season Well uh, it's
1: kinda it's kind of funny. You know, we we had our sports in this town chopped up into very nice pieces for a long time. And then suddenly in 2014 the Royals go to, on a run to a world series which eats into football. And the next thing you know baseball's starting again. So it turns around real fast and then they did it again in 15. And then you know 16, 17, 18, you know, kind of back to the normal thing. And then now the Chiefs play until February every time, and so you're coming off that. Um, that eats right into college basketball. So uh, football definitely lasts a long time in this town, and uh, high school football is getting ready to kick off, and then it's going to be a fun year. I- I'm looking forward to it. Um, this is my first hat of the season. Yeah, leave it, leave it to
0: Dion, all right, the start of the season. On the Missouri side, can't to until next week.
1: He's wearing a Kansas high school hat. It's my newest addition. I-, I just received this this spring Bishop Ward uh, from Jerome Tucker, who's a, a Riddell rep uh, and does great. We did great work with him and uh, doing things. And he is a Bishop Ward graduate and coach D- Duggins hooked him up and hooked me up. And uh, I'm very proud to have it. In fact, we were at the uh, Deep quality more media day today and a very nice uh, player from uh, Bishop Ward came up to him. And I told him, I said, I'm going to wear this hat when I do the, the podcast to highlight Bishop Ward. So very happy to do it.
0: Yeah, no, it's very cool. Um, and we'll talk about that DM law event that was at Arrowhead yeah. this week as well here in this uh this here podcast. But um let's dive right in. First of all, um let's talk about some of these players we have. I mean a couple of weeks ago we saw Williams Winery by on three considered the best player in the country. In high school football, and it's not like that's a one-off, right? It's like that's not an exception here, right? Because you have rivals in 24-7, they've got him at number three. I think ESPN has him at 10, 11, 12, something like that. So anyway you shake it, he is one of the best players in the country. He signs with Mizzou. Um, but it's not just him. We have got Alabama signees, we got Georgia mm-hmm. signees in the in the area, uh KUK state, all Oklahoma, all over the place. It, these last few years, Dion and I've been here covering sports in this town for over two decades. It's it's the most plentiful we've had we've had with major college Power Five football recruits. I I, I can't remember anything like this.
1: No, I can't either. And you know we had we had some good runs there. You know Missouri was doing a really good when. Gary Pickle was there. They did a fantastic job of, of picking off the top guys here in town a lot of times. And was it Alabama and... in town? Was Georgia working in Oklahoma? Were they in town back then? I don't remember them. I think that what you see out of the SEC guys is the SEC guys see some of the Missouri guys and say, hey, let's go get that. There's two things I think at play. One, I think our town is getting more um, notice than we've gotten in the past. I think we've always had these, these players here. Um, not, not as many. I think we're doing a better job developing them. And and two, the, I think the reason they're getting that is when Northwest Missouri State was on its run, they were just mining the the gold here. And then North Dakota State, South Dakota, and those teams started coming down here and mining the gold. And then some of the D1s are like, hey, wait, what's going on over there? So these kids are getting out to more camps. They're getting seen. And, and I think, you know, you got Jaden Riddell uh, from Ray Peck who's going to Georgia. He's uh, yeah. a tight end. I mean, he's the number three tight end, number one tight end in the country. H-back, however you want to talk about him. So Andrew Sprague from Rockhurst is going to Iowa. Oh, he's, to- Michigan. He, he's Michigan. He's I, Michigan. I thought Lyman, my first thought was Iowa. I knew he was well, thinking I about believe, Iowa.
0: What, yeah, Blue Valley Northwest for <clears throat> Gavin Hoffman. Hoffman's uh, going to Iowa, yeah. He's going to
1: Iowa, right? Yeah, tight end, t- tackle type guy. Uh, real athletic, played basketball for them on their state championship team. Uh, so, yeah, there's a lot of guys that are that are out there, and it's going to be a fun season. Yeah, I don't know if we have the, the, the stud running backs out there or the stud quarterbacks. We got a lot of defensive and offensive linemen well, that are power five guys.
0: Absolutely, and the the, the last few years we've seen Winery, we've seen the two uh, you know D linemen uh, from North Kansas City last year go to Alabama and go to Oklahoma. But the guy who's won the last two Buchanan Awards is Melvin
1: Laster from
0: Liberty North. He's going to UNLV. How do they well, get that? I, Because
1: he could have gone anywhere. I you know I don't know if he's signed um, because Melvin has dropped about twenty five pounds, and I don't know if you saw on Twitter no. he's shredded. Oh, wow. uh, so we'll see you know i who knows if melvin's you know looks a little more like that I, you know i don't i, I shudder to think of a quicker melvin last uh with the way he brings the pain so i don't know maybe i'm not i'm not opening his recruiting back up with the unlb you know I, i'd love to see yeah, and now. nobody's signed at this point it, yeah missouri fans
0: are wanting william venary to sign as quickly as possible here i think it's september one uh,
1: is it september 20th
0: i think this december 20th
1: december 20th and but they said that he could start getting his nil money the second he signs his letter yeah, and i 20th. don't
0: know exactly how that works i mean if can you get your nil money now and then decommit and if you do do you owe it back or is it just like well hey we, uh, we ran the risk here i don't I don't know but yes that was that's uh that's going to be a big uh you know legislative legislative uh law that was passed here missouri in, letting the high school kids for, get for keeping I mean, these uh these kids home yeah
1: I think it is. And, and, you know, for Eli Drinkwitz and that staff, uh, they've got a lot of things in front of them this season. This is a, a big show me season for lack of a better word. And um, you know, they've, they, I've seen, and I don't know, I don't want to dive too deep into Missouri football. I've seen a lot of former, I've seen a lot of former Missouri guys that are notable Missouri guys that are back around the program that weren't there before you have chase Daniel coming down and stuff. Now chase is just finishing up his, his, NFL career, and he's coming down and talking to the things. Evan Bain is on their recruiting staff, uh, just moved down there. And uh, I think that's a huge get. First off, let's just be upfront about it. I and I think you are both huge Evan Bain fans. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> One of the favorite guys ever covered. Uh, the whole probably, Bain family. Absolutely. The whole yeah. Bain family probably should have gone into broadcasting because Evan's good enough to do it. Um, <laughs> he he could have done it, but he's a passionate guy, loves Missouri football. Uh, and, you know, it was going to do a lot of good things there. And I think that that's what you're seeing. Uh, and I think now they've got to put the wins together and get taken a next step, but getting uh Williams and Arnie, it's, it's a huge get. Uh, in fact, they, they sc- scrimmaged at Tulsa union uh last week and Cole young was watching it online and sent me a screen grab. And he's like uh union wasn't going to let him be a part of this play. And the quarterback's rolling around to the right. And there's literally three guys standing shoulder to shoulder <laughs> in, front of, in front of Williams. He's like, yeah, they were, they were not going to let him be a part of that play. So he he took up three guys out of that play against yeah. Social Union, which is one of the better, better programs of uh, Oklahoma. Uh, absolutely. Um, all right, so
0: Friday isn't just the first day of Missouri high school football. It's the day we learn uh, Missouri classes, okay, yes. in districts. And to me, this is the eighth one of the world. I can't believe that we have to wait till the very first day. I feel like coaches would be at a great advantage to know this, and I feel like we could know this well in advance Kansas knows two years in advance what classes they're going to be. Uh, We know the day of, uh, the start of the football season on Friday. So it it does make things very interesting in Missouri. Are there any any schools? I was at a corny. They said they're kind of on the maybe uh, class four, class five line because they've changed things this year. There's more teams in class six, more teams in class five. That's going to affect a lot of schools. Are there any schools that you know, know of, that are going to be on that five-six line, that four-five line, something like that?
1: I think that. you you talk about Carney. I think they could be on the line. I think everyone that I talked to at Oak Park is pretty sure they're going to be in six. They'll be um, in six. Yes, which because they they're dropping
0: down. Is it is it forty teams in Class Six now?
1: I think it's forty-two. Okay, forty-two. They added ten more, um, and they only have they'll do eight, five, and six team districts. So they are going to have. I think it's five, six, why and why five team districts. I th- yeah everybody was like forty eight but I think that the when they yeah. started getting to the to forty eight it kind of started pulling it
0: just do forty eight yeah. uh, five or whatever I anyway but. so they
1: they made the break at forty two um which could bring Francis Howell who won the Class Five back up but they're on the line Oak mm-hmm. Park is probably from what I can tell from everybody telling me are probably going to go up and that's not a shame they're going to be a good football team they're going to compete they're going to play mostly Class Five schools because that's how their conference is yeah uh, but. They're a team that could have gone deep in class five. So, you know, that's going to affect them. I think Carney's on that line. Um, As you go down, I, I know Center will stay up. I mean, they've been on that line. I've heard Lincoln Prep could be in five. Wow. Well. Um, Because they could be on that line, maybe, uh, but definitely in four, which they've been three and four over the last few years. You come down a little more. Um Pleasant Hill, who's been in, they could be up on that line. They've been up and down in three and four and then you go into from two to three richmond and and who was a semifinalist just a couple years ago in class three and holden was pretty good last year they could both be up in class three then because they've made they've made the max 36 teams in class one you could see east buchanan the two-time defending champion and adrian the finals from last year both up in class two okay. mid buchanan who was a finalist three years ago so the yeah. top echelon which was interesting because if they had not made the change and kept class one at 64, which is how it used to be, this is basically making – trying to make class one schools not want to get out and go to eight-man because I yeah. feel like they're too bad. how it
0: was not Kansas forever. I mean, yeah. you would have 60-plus schools, and, and they, they finally
1: changed that up. So what would have happened if they had stayed at 64? You'd have seen a team like Lafayette County, which has been one of the top class two programs. You know, Higgins – out there in Higginsville, with class two programs the last decade plus under Steve Cook – they were small enough that they were looking at maybe dropping down. with Teams dropping down to eight man. They could have been in class one. Well, I, so I mean, it's 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 going to be interesting, and, and I think it's I think it's fun. We'll see. Um Class six doesn't end a week earlier now. Everybody's going to end the same weekend. Yeah. Uh, which, if you're traveling to Columbia to go to games, you know, you could, you're going to get six games, and I think early seven. because the eight man will so play That'll on be a no
0: finish. That what first we, week of December.
1: Yeah, week after week after yeah. Thanksgiving, so and week after Kansas, yeah, yeah, week after Kansas. Are
0: we finish week after?
1: Yeah, so it's it's uh, it's gonna be an interesting year. Like I said, I think because I I was talking with the guy from St. Louis, we're talking about in Class Six. What would the districts be? Because you got really in Kansas City, you got five north of the river, Park Hill, Park Hill South, Liberty, Liberty North, Staley Oak, or six north of the river, Staley Oak Park. Then you come down south, you have got the three Lee Summits, the two Blue Springs, and Rockhurst and Ray Peck. So there's seven. Yeah. So they're probably not all going to be in a district. So Ray Peck is probably going to get shuttled down, down to, to the Southwest, uh, like to Ozark, Kickaboo, yeah. Joplin, and then maybe the two Columbia schools. Yeah. So that little swath there, and then everything else. So I just I just described three districts. The other five districts are going to be all St. Louis schools. Is it this year? I mean, because there's some years where you'd rather be in five,
0: class five, than four. You know, hashtag uh, Web City, right? And sometimes yeah. maybe you'd rather be in six and five. Is that the case this year? In any of those, or is six gonna be better than five? Five be better than four? Four gonna be better than three, and so on down.
1: Well, you know, I I feel like Lisa North probably was a better team than CBC last year. I know they didn't win, but I, I feel in like they,
0: overtime.
1: yeah, it was lost in overtime. I I don't know if CBC last year if they played Francis Howe, they would have beaten them. Yeah, and Francis Howell was in That's five. Another thing,
0: right? Yeah, and I think for, I think this year Francis Howell
1: time. will has a good chance to beat them because they're still loaded. Uh, it's, I have connections in St. Louis, but one Alan Wilmus is a Francis Howell alum and I lost I a bet to him in the Fort Osage Fra- Francis Howell, um, state championship game. So yeah, that's, but, uh, no, Francis is really good. And he told me, he goes, he, cause he coached there I think right out of college and coach, I think he was on staff when they lost the blue Springs in the state championship game in, in 13, I think. Yeah. And he said, he goes, we had some good players back then. He goes, well, we got some dudes now they have like, some big guys and some athletes that he, he goes, we didn't have back in the day. And he goes, we're getting it now. So Francis Howell is a pretty good, pretty, you know, wherever they land is going to have an effect on five and six. Uh, before we get into the games on, on Friday night, let, let's talk about the, the big class in Missouri.
0: When I first got here, I was doing some numbers last night. It, I mean, each and every year, um, you know, Kansas city was bringing home three, four, five, you know, state championship trophies. Hasn't been the case as of late. I think from 2000 to 2015 or uh, Yeah, those 16 seasons, I think at Kansas City School, won big class, like 11 of the 16 times. Yeah. And it was uh, Blue Spring South and one, and one Rock. once in the last seven years. Yeah. Right. And it was it was Ray, Ray Peck yeah. in 2000 beating uh DeSchmidt. Uh, everything's cyclical. I know. I mean, it, it, do, do you see it turning at some point to where, like, okay, you Liberty North, Lee Summit North, Rockers, and Ray Peck, are these all schools that, you know, there's enough of them there that one's going to get through and one's going to be the the best one to finally uh, bring bring back a uh, a trophy in the big class.
1: Well, I think what's hurt them the last, you know, since 2015 when when Blue Springs South won, it, like since Kansas City won four, five, and six, and and fell in, in class three in Odessa. I, I think you're going to see what what has happened over that time. Like Blue Springs had a couple teams that made the state championship game were just beat up. Rockers had a couple state championship spots in there. Just beat up and they lose the teams. But that it was just those points.
0: three schools, right? For yeah. like 15 years, almost like leapfrogging each other, taking turns, yes, uh, winning state titles.
1: And then, and then Ray Peck got in there, uh, and got it done. And Ray Peck, really, when they got to that state championship game, just out physical to Well, dismet had kind of a quick rocket ship ride, and now they're kind of going back yeah. down. They lost their coach, and I, I think that that's a lot of what was happening there. But, um, CBC, I think, it's going to take a step back. They've still got really good players uh that's and been the that big will, hurdle, right they've yeah. won in
0: those seven years they probably won four four, four times.
1: times i think and so they're they're the big hurdle um but i think with this new you know with now kansas city teams in three different districts and depending on how it goes usually it's like they split up it's, it's on a rotation it's one two three four on one side you know five six seven eight on another and sometimes it's one, three, you know, so we'll see how, how it spreads out and, and they get on the other side and, and go. But, you know, think about those, those two districts I talk about if, if Ray Peck goes south. You've got Lee Summit North, Rockhurst, Blue Spring South, you know, and that, that are probably the top dogs in that district right there. It's pretty really pretty good football teams uh, that are doing doing pretty good things. And then you go up north and you've got, you know, Park Hill and Park Hill South have been pretty good um staley's got steve rampy we're talking about an oak park team that's returning nine starters on both sides mm-hmm. and then you've got liberty north and liberty and liberty you know under chad for is just a you know when they're good they're seven eight wins when they're bad they're six wins five wins yeah. i mean they're always competitive so i think that you would you know depending on how those districts are, are numbered you could see those districts not have to do this every year if they don't have to do that every year and they go out separate it could change things so CBC's had some really up, you know, upscale players and that's, and the Smet did too when they won. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you're talking, I think it's, you know, Rockhurst is probably, this is the best team they've had uh, under Kelly Donahoe. I, I think uh, so, yeah. Blue, Blue Spring South kind of turned things around last year. Like uh, that? You know, yeah, like that. Uh, it, that's the question I've asked Alan Wilmas over and over. If you blow the lead against Lee Summit in week one, does it flip that quick? You know, do you win your first three, four games? And he's like, I don't know, because they didn't know how to win. They were one in 19 in two years, but uh, no, I think and Lisa someone is going to be right there. I mean, they, they bring back a lot of players, Elijah Leonard, uh, they're the quarterbacks back. And, you know, not to mention uh, Isaiah Mosey, Mosey. probably one of, one of the best receivers in the Metro. And I, you know, you know, really challenge someone to find somebody better than Isaiah Mosey, but they're loaded. They've got good, they've got good players and they've, They've taken that step one. The only step they have left is winning a state championship. So we'll see. We've been right there. Been right there the I, think, I think I think Kansas City's I think Kansas City's got a shot. Um it, like I said, it's it, you know, Francis Howell may, but Francis Howl and CBC are probably have to take each other out. Exactly. I don't see a I don't see a way that unless one of them is in like district five and they would be on the side, you know, with the Kansas City schools.
0: Uh, all right, let's get Friday night. First of all, uh, is it, it all going to be Friday night? Do we have any postponements? Let's see
1: here. Saturday uh, morning. I know. I haven't seen a have Saturday morning back an hour or so yet. Huh. But uh, I just got. Let's see who's on my text list. Uh, one Tim Callahan from Ruskin. While we were speaking, asking about games being moved. I've got a list up right now. He's um, over I've Ruskin added, now. Okay. Yes, yes he is at Ruskin. From uh, and West West Ruskin. Yeah, and so he is asking about that. I know of about ten games right now that have been moved back. Um, 8 o'clock is, back. is that half an hour or is an hour what, what hour eight o'clock is most uh when Oak talk has been moved back a half an hour yeah um and i think if nothing else just to get the sun down once that sun's down it changes
0: it's still going to be hot right it's still going to be yeah. humid that heat index and everything but it and is, then, it's a big difference between eight o'clock and six o'clock
1: and think about this you're finishing up at 9 30 9 45 10 o'clock instead right. of
0: yeah, you'd eight, be finishing 10, eight,
1: yeah. yeah instead of 8 45 9 9 15 right. 9 30 so everything everything's a little later um and you know the sun outside of blue springs high school that sits east west and is the hottest field in the history of mankind um and and this the sun just bears down on that thing from the second yeah. it comes up to the second it goes down most fields tend to sit north south like and that Oklahoma so much... state
0: has an east west field i've always uh i've always liked there's only a few
1: there. yeah and so you know most of them a lot of times that when they're Smart about their press boxes. The press box sits on the west side, yeah. and the sun will set behind the press box, and and give shade. Now I can call out a few uh, Turner, Blue Valley that I have stared into the sun, yeah. <laughs> doing a game. Uh, yeah. I will get. I will let Lee Summit off the hook. They built their new press box on the west side, so they're no Valley safe.
0: That's the west Yeah, west your
1: west side press box. Uh, least Summit North. All the Lee Summits are uh, Blue Spring South is Ray Peck is. I mean I. I, I can. I know. Uh, you know who you are. You. You You know East Side right? press box people. It's uh, definitely, funny, definitely in the summertime. And you know, go ask Paul Brown at Blue Valley, who stared into the sun for, you know, two thirds of his Friday nights for the last twenty some years, <laughs> being the offensive coordinator. I don't know how, how they call plays up there.
0: Yeah. All right, well, let's get to the REMAX big three games of the week on uh, on Friday night. All on the Missouri side, of course, Missouri starting this weekend starts uh, a week after. Um, I, I mean, I don't know if it'll get bigger than this all year. Liberty North and Lee 7 North and probably everybody's polls, right? There are top 25s out there, no matter who it is. Uh, Deion doesn't do uh, top 25s, too. No, um, no. It's one too there, right? And and yeah. they've had some battles the last couple of years. Are those the best two teams in Kansas City?
1: I'd say, I'd say, yeah. I mean, easily. Um, I'd say that the, the group behind them is, is picking up and, and getting closer, but they're still the two top dogs until somebody knocks them off. And uh, it's going to be interesting that, uh, you know, like we talked about the players that are coming back uh, mostly at least on North, but you've got, you know, Melvin Laster coming back. Uh, you have Micah Joe Barnett, the tailback from uh, Liberty North, who blew out his knee last year is back. And some guy named Jacory Juice Love is also over there from, from center. That's right. We're going to talk about that. I mean, I was looking for some of the previews you guys are putting together. I mean,
0: there's gonna be no less than like fifteen like major D1 guys in this game. Uh,
1: Jay Sean Ross, who came over from St. Pius last year, who's an outstanding. He's getting recruited by Tennessee and Oklahoma. Um, but you know, Jacory Love is a You know, talk about having an embarrassment of riches when you got Michael Joe Barnett, who was on his way to easily a thousand yards. Very talented tailback. And then you bring Jacory Love, who had you know more than a thousand yards rushing last year. You may at see center, right at center, center. Center. You may see Jacory Love on defense. Using his athletic ability in the defensive backfield um, as well. So uh they're, you know, and if, if Andy Lehrman says he's gonna be a de- he could be a good defensive player, I'd probably believe Andy Leerman. He's one of the best defensive defensive minds in the city. Um in fact, when they when they played uh when they played Rockers last year, when they played Rockers this year, I think it was like a 10-7 game. And I'm like, well, it's Greg yeah. Oder and Andy Lerman. That's what's gonna win out today when you've got those guys who can call uh defense. But no, I think it's gonna be a great game. I, I I'm looking forward to it. I have a slight lean towards Liberty North. Um, they just kind of had their. I, I think that that Liberty North does a really good job of getting better as the season goes on, um, mm-hmm. and I think that you know a lot of times they're replacing some starters, and that's just hard to you know do. Whereas Liberty North had, has had uh, more continuity, I, but uh, that's my slight lean. Now it's easy to pick the team that's won three in a row, so you know, just going with you know staying on the streak. But uh, you know I I would say it's uh, you know not that you put point spreads on it, but I'd say that the, Liberty North might be the favorite, but just a hair. Oh, I'm sure that Missouri though you
0: can't do it in Missouri. You
1: can't do it in Missouri now. Yeah, you got to get do. We'll bet on the Missouri games from Kansas. Kansas, yes, yes, you can do that over there. But no, no. we're not betting on that. Me, yeah, I was gonna say that. That the phone you hear ringing is Jason West from Misha. I mean, talking about. Um, (laughs) and that
0: game's gonna be at least Summit, uh, at least Summit
1: North. North. Should be a fantastic Uh,
0: spectrum. So if you yeah on Spectrum see it, that uh, should be uh, should be an all timer. Uh, Carney and Platte County, little kind of. Northland, which could be a class five-ish battle, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, up there in week one as well. That game's at Carni. It's also on your REMAX big three list.
1: Yeah, you know, Coach Logan showed up there last year and really got them turned around. I think they thought they were maybe a year away, and they went 9-0 and to start their season. And,
0: 10-0 uh, to start
1: their season. 10-0 to start the season, but uh, they ran through the regular season, beating Fort Osage, Black County, Smithville along the way, and then Smithville got them a the second time around. But they are, you know, they bring a lot of players back on that team, and um really talented
0: 19 senior starters they bring back yeah. 17 starters nine as many as 19 could be seniors for them
1: yeah and that's that's kind of you know back when they were you know you know going deep in winning state titles under greg jones they'd always have a carney class four would have 40 45 seniors that was the, the hallmark keeping yeah. kids out all the way through uh plaque county's yeah. gonna be a little younger um the, again this year they're probably a year away but bill loots and his staff do a great job so it's a great chess match between those two coaching staffs and uh, you know, they know each other really well. There's, you know, it's, it's, you know, Coach Minnick was at Carney and, 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 before, before he went to Raytown and, and Platt County and Raytown saw each other. So they, they know each other very well. And anytime Platt County and Carney play anything, it's probably a, a good thing. The only thing I think that Platt County and Carney agree on is that they both don't like Smithville. Man, that's uh, it. That's the, that, that is that's a bonding thing well, between those two communities.
0: <laughs> I mean, uh, Platt County was five and six last year. Yeah. It took Carney to overtime in that first game and in lost 21 to 14. So yeah, it's the one of those where you just throw the records out yeah. and good pick there on the remax big three. Uh, tell me about this one though. Grandview and William Chrisman. Why is that one on your radar?
1: Well, I think Grandview under Dan Joyner is third year. He's been there. Um, They return a lot of stars. I think it's like seven and eight. on, uh, on each side of the ball going up against Wayne Chrisman who, who took some steps forward last year under Michael Rose Ivy and really trying to, you know, kind of establish that program and, and get things going. And uh and Christmas, you know, they're not always going to have, a, a, you know, a ton of, they've had some good big time player, Daniel uh, Carson, a few years ago, I think was a Texas recruit. Um, But th- they're really trying to instill a big time community feel uh with William Christmas, which just has been a hard thing to do at that school. Not, for, you know, just, it's just the nature of their community. And they're really trying to get out there and do that and, and, and really change culture and institutes and institute some winning ways. So it's a good matchup and Grandview I had Leon Douglas tell me five, six years ago that he felt like with the makeup of Grandview, that if the right coach went there, that could be a powerhouse in football. They've got, you know, they don't win track every year for, you know, I know, right.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) I mean, and, and they've got some kids with size and it's, you know, getting things pointed in the right direction and getting kids to buy into football and Dan Joyner is that kind of guy. I mean, part of the reason North Kent city was really good over the last decade is because Dan Joyner was on staff with Leon Douglas and um, they make a good pair and um, now Dan Joyner's back out there and and he's been other places. I mean, he was at Odessa for a little bit, Lexington for a little bit, and then he got on staff there with Coach Douglas and uh he's done a really good job. I like the matchup. I think both these teams are improving. Uh, and it's a fun matchup. I think they're they're both very similar, you know, parts of town and and uh, uh both doing the right things with kids. Uh that's and that's the big thing, you know, giving kids opportunities and doing the right stuff. And I think it's gonna be a fun game.
0: Uh, there's some big matchups, Dion, in in, uh, in week one. I don't know how you settled on three here. Yeah, Ray Peck at Rockhurst. Yes. Y- you've got um
1: which has uh, been a big three I, game to start the season the last two years. So tired know, of picking that
0: one. <laughs> uh, Saint which is usually a shootout too, by the way. Uh St. Pius at Pembroke, Staley, Blue Springs, Forte Sage Grain Valley, yeah, Fort Sage, Green Valley. Yeah, Fortosage Green Valley. Which other ones are, are worth mentioning here?
1: Well I tell you you know that Pembroke uh St Pius I you know St Pius brings back like, a lot of players and I, you know I, and I, I would think you'd make them the prohibitive favorite but Pembroke Hill's got a lot of like, a really good junior class and a really good freshman class that's a team that's going to get a lot better as the season goes on and they're both so well coached both those teams are so well coached um no it's it's definitely a a a week especially in the suburban conference you, you know you've got Lisa West in Liberty. That's mm-hmm. like a un, total under the radar game. They, I know, right? No That's <laughs> I mean, you know, you got Park Hill South playing Columbia Rockbridge, which is usually a pretty good game. You know, uh, Raytown South and Truman, who were teams that hadn't won games in a while last year, both got some, ended some streaks. They're playing again in Week One. Um, St. Joe Central was five and five last year. They're playing Ruskin, with yep. Tim Callahan. So there's some good tester games uh, right out of the box. You talk about Staley and Blue Springs, and I think Blue Springs is still it's there, maybe a year or two away. They're pretty young um and talk about a place needed a culture change they had two years of a coach that didn't that didn't fit it didn't fit in blue springs and they uh, promoted jed paulson last year as the assistant coach and they're trying to get things back there and and uh, so it's going to be a little bit of time before they get that going but staley they return a lot of players um maybe looking for some more size i know rampy wishes he had more size but he's got some good athletes uh so that's a really a good one too so yeah and Lee summit and, and blue spring south was a great shootout last year um we'll see what blue spring south does because that when they went in last year was we're going to put all the firepower on offense, make it exciting, see if we can outscore people, win some games. And Wilmos told me, he goes, then we'll figure out the defense right. next year or the year after. So, uh cause he's a defensive guy. So it's, it's yeah. kind of goes against his, you know, th- thoughts, but uh, no, and Lee I mean, Summit coach Thomas does a fantastic job. You know, he just had a guy drafted to the chiefs. That's all he had happened last year. And and, uh, so no, they've you know they've they've had some graduate. They lost their quarterback. They lost Josh Manning, the outstanding receivers going to Missouri. But they've they've done a good job, and they're young. And he but he likes this this group that he's got. He so said they're really uh, bought in. So a lot of really good fun games. Smithville Raytown. Mm-hmm. I mean Raytown got a lot of good players. Do you know it's a very solid program. We know what Smithville does. They just replace whoever steps out with somebody right. that looks like them and the ball. go on yeah just go on with their game. Don't play defense, run the ball, don't make mistakes. That's what they do. I saw him in the Jamboree last week and and at, at Blue Spring South. They look pretty good. Yeah. They did well against the teams. It was Liberty, uh, Blue Spring South, uh, Smithville, and Harrisonville. So, you know, Harrisonville traveling to MICDS to take on some guy named Fred Bouchard on Saturday morning. No Monday.
0: way. That's yes. a storyline. Yes. Is he he came there? in last year.
1: He came in last year and played, and so now they're going back over there this year to, awesome. to return the favor. Brent Maxwell, who came back as their head coach, who was, was an assistant under yeah. – Brett Maxwell, who is by far one of the nicest coaches in the world. We're out at the jamboree, and they had a kid – Blue Springs said that a kid got hurt, and so it was kind of in a spot there, and I'm on the sidelines, and he comes walking over, and he's like, hey, you want to call the next play? I'm like, come on, Brent. <laughs> <I'm>
0: like, <"Well, laughs> what I'm, would you call What would you call well, I
1: don't know Veer. I can't call split back Veer. I don't <laughs> – that would I don't call know a pass right. Yeah, here. that's probably what I would call. I don't know anything about split back beer. I don't play action. Yeah, uh, but you know, it, it it looked it looked like split back beer in a jamboree because when you're first getting those mesh points down, man, it's yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of balls. Popping out. Yeah,
0: that's a it's a it's a, a lot lot of lot of fumbles on the ground. Um
1: let, off do there. not forget that they fumbled six or seven times at Platte County in 2016, and went on to beat Kearney in the state oh, championship watch. game. So okay. it could it could go wrong real quick with with the option offense, but it can really work well when it does. All right, Leon, we're off we're off and running here. Thank you to Bishop Ward for my my newest. Very nice. It's very nice. I like it. It's got black and red.
0: Yeah. Matchable shirt. I get any more hats. I mean, it,
1: what what percentage would you say of the teams in town? Uh, swag or, or hats. The, I've the, got well the hundred and twenty or hundred nineteen. I think is, is the number right now. I've probably got 12 or 13 at this point over the 13, yeah, barely, maybe barely one like a year. I know I, I got, I, I started off hot like in 2010, 2011 uh, and, and was, was getting it going pretty good. And I'll even count my son's green Valley hat that he got, but it's a kid's hat. So I can't wear it. Uh, that, that was two years, three years ago. Uh, they, they missed up and sent a box of kids hats. to the coaches, <laughs> And so we were over there and, and David Alley gave, gave my son one. So he has a great, but now he's 13 and he, He's five nine. And so he can't, that, that hat's getting too tight on his head. So he's, he's out of that hat, but no, it's. Well, so uh,
0: so uh, wear, I No uh reach out to Dion. If you have some uh, swag for your school and send it to him, he'll, he'll wear it on one of these podcasts.
1: Yes. We'll wear it on the podcast. We've got 15, 16, 17 weeks of this. and we do. We so do. I like to wear a different hat if I can. Um Sometimes we shoot this in the morning and that's why I need to wear a hat. I don't have the perfectly coiffed hair. As you can see, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty short. Keep it short. I don't, I don't have the, that back the main like uh, the TV guy does, but uh, the, the gray main, yeah. And, um, it, I, it, I will say this: I, I'm still going to win the race, but you have caught up a little bit over the last few years. Few years with me, right? On the gray, oh, yeah. yeah. You're working nights and
0: <laughs> ten o'clock news and having to put up with uh, the Chiefs going to Super Bowls and parades and
1: all that stuff. It wears. I on. Gonna say, yeah. yeah, I was going to say, yeah. It wears. <laughs> it's tough, on. tough problem to have. All right, speaking of that, I got to get back to work. You got to get yes. back to.
0: Uh, whatever whatever it is
1: you're- yes uh, working well law, law and order on that's what i do yeah yeah <laughs> uh
0: all right sounds good we're off and running here on SnapTack and pod for dion i'm mick we'll see you next time